We've got a sermon title here. What is a sermon title? Can you help me? It says. Can you help me? You know, I truly believe that if Jesus came to America today in the flesh for one Sunday, I'll repeat that. Romans 1.16, if you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there. I truly believe if Jesus came to America today for one Sunday and preached a message, I think this would be the theme of his message all across the country. Whether it be in a Catholic church or a Baptist church or a Christian church or community church, whatever the case may be, I think this is what he would, this is what he would say. Can you, can you help me? I think he would look at each one of us in the eye and ask, can you help me? I think he would. Romans 1.16, it says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, there's something the devil has done a very good job at, and he has minimized the Christian thinking of the power of the gospel. I'll tell you, the power of the gospel has power that nothing else has. Do you know anything other than the gospel that can turn a drunk into a loving, caring dad? No? Is there, is there anything that can take a, 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 an unforgiving person and change them to a, to a loving person that cares about their family and wants to support their family? Is there, is there anything else that will do that besides the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ? But yet, so much of the time, we sat quiet. And you'll have, to, you'll have to forgive me this morning. I got a burr underneath my saddle right there. Right there. Oh, man. This crazy world that we live. I am not ashamed, the apostle Paul says, writing to the church at Rome. He says, I'm not ashamed of it. And if I could read, if I could get into Paul's mind just a little bit, he would, I, I'm sure that he would concur that, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel he, because I can just hear him going on and saying, I have seen the changes it makes in people. I can see how it changes families. I can see how it changes generation after generation. I can see how things change when the gospel is injected to a family. I can hear him saying that. And yet we're ashamed. We don't want to pray. We certainly don't want the Ten Commandments to influence my kids. I don't want the Ten Commandments to influence my kids. Do you understand? Does anybody? How crazy is that? 
So in other words, we want them to lie. We want them to steal and cheat and all that stuff. Paul wasn't, he wasn't ashamed. You know why he wasn't ashamed? Because he says, he says, I know whom I believed. I think sometimes that's the problem in, in, some, in our churches sometimes. We just don't know him. We don't know him well enough. You know, it's one thing to know a Savior. That's one thing. It's something completely different to know the King of kings and Lord of lords. Completely different. You can, you can, you can meet a Savior this morning. Your sins, like I mentioned earlier, can be removed as far as the east is from the west. For those of you that are in baptismal class, their sins was moved as far as the east is from the west. I've shared before, the scripture says that God takes our sins and he throws them in the sea of forgetfulness. And you can experience that in just a few seconds, in a few moments in prayer. But it takes more than that to know and cherish and respect and walk with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You don't get there just overnight. You don't sign up for just one Sunday school class. No. You know a scripture I love. Scripture says that we persuasively bring them the gospel. You know, I'm going to do, a, I'm gonna do a, a Greek word study on persuasive. I, I need to see exactly what that. Now, I'll tell you what that means to me. I, don't, I like to say I haven't done a Greek study on it. But to me, it, it means at all cost. At all cost. Whatever it takes. So, see, we don't understand what's at stake. We don't understand. We don't understand the torment of hell. We don't understand that. We don't understand if, 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 these, if these unsaved individuals, if they get in a car wreck, their chances are over. If they overdose, their chances are over. Can you help me, Jesus would say. Orchardville Church's mission statement, what is it? Reach, teach, and serve. Reach, teach, and serve. Let me ask you, trick question. Reach, teach, and serve. What's the most important one? It's reach. If you don't reach, you don't have nobody to teach. If you don't reach, we can't teach them to serve. What's made this church great over the years? Reach. Is what's made this church great over the years. If Jesus was here today, at every church across America, he would be reaching for the lost. He'd be looking for them. Where, where, where are they at? Are they... Are they in Wayne City? Are they in Flora, Louisville, Fairfield? Where? Centralia? Where, 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 where are those lost people at? That's what, that's what he'd be saying. 
You know, the scripture is very plain, like seven different times in the scripture. It talk, the scriptures talks about loving others the way we love ourselves. Everything will be fulfilled. The law will be fulfilled if we love others the way we love ourselves. So obviously there's something very important about that that we have to convey to others. We have to show them the love of God. Even when it's difficult. I have noticed, I have seen time and time again, you can walk in a place and everybody in that place will be having a bad day. Everybody. And, and here's what I've noticed, that if, that if I just go along, okay, I'll have a bad day with you, I don't care, and I'll have a bad attitude too, and I'll leave, and nothing's changed at all. But if you walk into that same place, and everybody is mad, and they're having a bad day, and you say, hello, everybody, and smile real big, and, and, and be nice to them, you'd be surprised, all the people that, all, that, that smile, all of a sudden, they just smile real big. You know, I don't even think it even, it's really not about how we do it, how we share the love of God. I mean, I do it one way. I'm sure you'll do it another way. We all have different ways, but somehow we have to do it. You know, that's probably one thing that is not in my job description as pastor of this church is that to, and that is to win your friends to, to Christ. That, that's not, in fact, that's in a job description that God gave us, each and every one of us. If we're a born again child of God, Mark 16, the last words of Jesus, he tells us to go into all the world, all the world. Most of us will not go into all the world. Personally, I don't want to go to, into all the world. You know, if everybody went into all the world, there'd be nobody here, right? Right. right. Mark 16, 15, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the good news. You know, if I was to put a, a footnote underneath that, you know what I would say? Go to all of your friends and share your testimony. That's what I'd put on there. Go to all your friends and ask them what you can pray with them about and share your testimony. There's nothing more powerful than your testimony. And see, that's why, that's why one person, we can't have somebody come in here and teach each and every one of us how to share our faith. Because somebody will be comfortable with this, some will be comfortable with that, different ways. We get, there's CDs, we can pass out CDs. You can share your faith. You can, when you, when you hear of someone having difficulties in life, you can call them on the phone. There's lots of different ways to do it. A lot of us, we want to see the power of God manifested. Is that not true? Sure we do. Well, the scripture says that, that the gospel is the power of God. You want to see great things? You want to see God move and you want to see great things happen? Share the gospel. I could sit here right now and I could point and, ha and have several of you stand up that great things have happened to you just over the last six months. Why? 
because of the power of the gospel. It has no boundaries. Zero. You name every sin that you can think of. You name every, you, you think of every friend you have, and then you start thinking of all the, all the things that they're tied in with, whether it's smoking, drinking, homosexuality, you name it all. The gospel will penetrate that. You don't have to. When you, when you take the gospel, it penetrates that. When you take the gospel, <laughs> going over here, going to go see my friend. But see, here's the thing. You know, th th this can do you very little good. See, it's got to be, it's got to be in here. That's when, if you want, I told him Wednesday night. If you want to love your wife more, get, close, get closer to God. If you want to love your children more, get closer to God. The Bible says that God is love. Well, I just don't feel like I love my wife. Well, get closer to the love supply. Get closer to God. Do you have somebody that you feel like you should have witnessed to and, and you just can't muster up the courage? <laughs> right here. I guarantee you, I have proven this with myself. If you put this inside of you, it will come out. I don't know where it'll come out at, but it'll come out. You might be the next one hauled off to jail like that lady was in Kentucky. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm telling you, if you put this power inside of you, that's when God uses us. You see, it's not, it's not me. It's not you. 116, the gospel, the good news, it's God's power. And we wonder why we don't have power in our church. Well, we don't have enough of the word inside of us. It seems so simple, doesn't it? You know, really, I think it is. I think it is. That's why on Wednesday nights, that's why we're learning the books of the Bible. That's why we're doing that. So we can get more word inside of us. You know, I mentioned here quite a while back, I don't see any way possible that we're not living in the last days. I, I just, I can't see any scenario that we're not. If this afternoon, in the morning, if war would break out in the Middle East, nobody would be surprised. If we were bombed, if Washington was bombed by Iran or, or, or any, any of the others, by China, would anybody be surprised? No. No, it wouldn't surprise nobody. Now, we might have another 20 or 30 years left. But I'll tell you what does not have another 20 or 30 years. You know, God will not deal with you forever. He will not. One time I shared a, a, a story about a friend of mine, you know, uh, I had just gotten saved. I was 27. He's a couple years older, older than, uh, or younger than me, so he was probably 25. And the Lord 
you know, kind of dealt with me to go minister to him. So I went and told him about the Lord and, and, uh, and stuff and just shared the gospel. I said, you know, you know, it's just, it's just God wants us to be his children. That's what I told him. He wants to deliver us and he wants a better life for us. That, that's what I told him. And uh, he wasn't interested. Well, here now, 25 years later, and he's still running the same place as he was back then. God will not deal with you forever. He will not. That's why the scripture says, see, it's when the spirit deals with you. And, and that's why, this, and this is really important. This is a little off subject, but not a lot. If you have a hang up in your life, and it can be smoking cigarettes, it can be chewing, whatever the case may be, and you know it, and you're in a service like this, and the, and the, and the Spirit of God is here, and he's ministering to the congregation, and you feel that unction, and come here with me just for a minute. Well, that, that, that is the time for you to come up here to this altar, and in your mind, leave that on the altar, because that's when the grace of God is there to deliver you. Amen. Amen. It's right. true. Yeah. It's true. I've seen it time. You know, hey, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was 27 also, I used to smoke cigarettes, and we visited Orchardville Church on a Sunday night years ago, and when it was all over, I went up for prayer for deliverance for cigarettes, and I'll tell you what, the graces was there, the anointing was there, and I, I, I forget, I quit for like three or four weeks, and it was so easy, I thought, I think I can smoke just one. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, how stupid. How stupid. Well, as you know, I couldn't smoke just one. <laughs> so the next time, and it was so easy. Why? Because the grace was there. Because that was God's time to speak to me, and that was his time to touch me. I did end up quitting smoking, but I had a lot shorter fingernails by the time I got done the second time. The first time is a piece of cake. The second time, it wasn't near as easy. Grace. And see, it's the same way when we share our testimony and when we witness. See, you want to do that when the Lord puts somebody on your heart. Why is that? Because you know he is in this I know they might not fall to their knees right then, but I know that I've got God's approval. I know that God's been working on the other end. I know that those words aren't going to fall to the ground dead. Let me tell you one other thing the devil is really good about fooling us Christians with. We might witness somebody and we might share something with somebody about the word of God or, or the love of God. Anyway, we might witness in any form or fashion and then when we leave we think man they didn't get none of that that was a waste of time let me tell you what that is a lie from the devil that's a lie from the devil I don't know how many times different times throughout my life that I did not want to hear about the gospel whatsoever I just did not want to hear it and yet, when God would send people to me and tell me the gospel message, I didn't want to hear it, but still it went inside of me. 
that's still raised up. Bear, stand up for a minute. I might have shared this once before, that this man right here, <laughs> well, Greg, you stand up too. Greg, he just, uh, he just got, he's off parole. Whoa! <laughs> Was it 13 years? He was on for, for 13 years. They've, they've had him by the ear. But not, not now, do they? Amen. 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 Now, Bear, he's still on parole. How, how, long, how long have you been on parole? Oh, about two and a half years. Two and a half years, and then you spent? Seven years locked up. Seven years locked up. Altogether, yeah. About 10 years. Well, see, me and him used to run together, and we, and we still are the best of friends, but you, we used to do stupid stuff together. And, but then I got saved, and we were still friends, and he would come in the parts store and buy parts of us. They, they ran a logging company, so they was tearing up stuff, and he'd come in, and every time I'd see him coming, he'd see me coming too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I'd follow him to the truck, and, and uh, I'd, I'd witness to him, and, and every time he'd say, man, I wish you wouldn't talk to me about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks, Bear. Thanks, Bear. But every, every time he would tell me, uh, every time he would tell me, I wish you wouldn't talk to me. What, I don't want to hear that's what he was saying. But see, it don't matter. Because it's the power of God unto salvation. Does this look like salvation? It does. It does to me. Amen. 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 And that's not the only example. I can tell you other examples to where I've shared, uh, I've shared just simple things that you wouldn't think mattered to nobody. And some things, I didn't even remember sharing them. And then a year later, somebody said, well, I seen you over there and you said something. I didn't know I did that. See, it's, it's the power of God. How many of you have, raise your hand if you've got the power of God inside of you. Okay, some of you don't know it. If you're a born again child, <laughs> If you're a born-again child of God, raise your hand. If you're a born-again child of God, you got up there in the balcony. I can see you. <laughs> if you're a born-again child of God, raise your hand. Now, everybody that has their hand up, you've got the power of God inside of you. If you had your hands up, you've got the power of God inside of you. Because you've got the gospel message inside of you. And the gospel is the power of God, of God for salvation. Amen. Amen. Oh, if Jesus could only be here this morning instead of me, he would ask you, can you help me? Can you help me? Now, all of the last things that Jesus could have told his disciples, all of the last few words that he could have shared with them, all of the different things he could have said. You know, he could have, with a loud 
thunderous voice, he could have said, I'll be back, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He could have said that, you know. And it would have been a lot more exciting when Arnold said it. He could have said, remember the Ten Commandments. He could have said that. That would have been a worthy, a worthy last word. That would have been a worthy... You know, he could have uh, remembered all the disciples. He could have remembered them. Man, Apostle Paul, I remember when you did this, and Peter, when you did this. I remember, Peter, when you tried to walk on the water. That was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. He could have said all, all kinds of stuff, but he didn't. Actually, you know, I'm probably bad about this myself. Wouldn't it? Uh, so here he was, walked on the earth for 30 days after the resurrection. And he could have said all of these things before he ascended to the right hand of God. And he might have even said, right, he might have even got one foot off the ground, getting ready to ascend into God. And he said, oh, 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 wait, hey, wait just a minute. I got one more job I want them to do. <laughs> Can, can you imagine that? Wait, wait, God. Wait, Father. Hold on. Okay, he's a foot off the ground. He says, God, God, wait, wait, wait just a minute. Hey, hey, you guys, before I go, go into all the world, will you? Finish my job. That's what he said. Of all the things he could have said, he says, go. If you want to see the power of God manifested around you, Share your faith. If you have trouble sharing your faith, read the book of John. I'd encourage everybody, just read the book of John. I told them this morning to read the book of John, the new believers. Read it two times, three times, four times. Read the book of John. And those words will come up. Praise, praise team, if you'll come up, please. The power of God. Unto salvation. Now, here's the thing. This is really what the Lord would ask us. This, he's, he would ask us this morning is, will we help him? Will we love the unlovely? Will we help those that we really don't want to help? Will we minister to them? Will we take two minutes out of our day to share with them? Will we take $20 out of our billfold and, and give it to them? Medal of Honor recipient, Captain Ed Freeman, U.S. Air Force, he's went on to be with the Lord today. In the jungles of central Vietnam, November 11th, 1967, there was a horrific battle taking place. They were outnumbered eight to one. The shells and the bombings was, was coming all over the American troops. They were completely outnumbered. Rifle shots, hand grenades. It was so bad 
that the captain told the medevacs, don't come, don't come no more. It's too dangerous, don't come. And every one of them soldiers knew what that meant. That means that unless something drastically happened, they were very near to their grave. But somehow, some way, this Captain Ed Freeman, he heard all of this on his helicopter radio. He heard that no more, no more evacs, no more, just stay away, it's too dangerous. But him and his Huey helicopter flew in and got a load of wounded soldiers. Took them back, flew back in again, got them out, flew back in again, and got them out. No, no, uh, uh, no red crosses on the side, no anything. Flying in and flying out, at the, result, at the end result, he carried out 29 soldiers that were basically going to die. There was no other way for them to get out. Now, you just probably all know, all know where I'm going with this. Now, it wasn't discovered until after everything was, was over that he had been shot four different times in his arm and legs. Four different times he had been shot. I cannot tell you that sharing your faith won't cause you some troubles throughout your life. I can't tell you that because there's a good chance it will. If you will, think with me just for a moment. Of those 29 that was carried out and made it back to the United States, made it back to safety and recovered. Just think of all the moms and the dads and the wives and the little children. Just think of the gratitude they would have had for this man. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the celebration that they how would you celebrate if somebody brought your young son home? Yeah. All right, switch with me just for a minute. It's no different for you and I today. There's an entire world out there that's going to hell. And we're the ones with the resources to get them out. We don't have a Huey helicopter, but we have our testimony. We have the power of God's Word to get them out. And just think about, I mentioned how great, grateful all the family had to be with the moms and the dads. Well, just think how grateful God is going to be 
Think about how thankful Jesus would be when we answer this call. Your rewards will be eternal. Here's what I want to do. If you have someone that you know that needs the Lord, I want you to come up and pray for them right now. Would you do that? Let me tell you, I'll just, put, I'll just tell you like this. I, like I said, I've got a burr under my saddle right there. Let me just tell you something. If you won't come up here and pray for them, you're not going to witness to them. But if you will step out and have the faith to come up here and bow your knee before God and pray for those individuals that God has placed on your heart, this right here is the first step. This right here is the first step of you taking the next step, and that is to invite them, to share with them, to reach out for them. Come ahead. If you have any need whatsoever, if you have any need. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.